Today's episode is brought to you by iGUIDE. Agents, you already know you need professional photography for your listings, but do you know what else you need that is equally important but overlooked by the majority of realtors? 3D tours and accurate floor plans. National Association of Realtors has found that buyers rate floor plans as the third most important part of a listing, even more important than neighborhood information. Also, 20% of buyers will ignore listings that do not contain floor plans. iGUIDE has the most accurate floor plans and best virtual tour technology in the industry. Visit goiguide.com to find a local photographer for your next listing. Top producers know the value of floor plans and virtual tours. Take your business to the next level by visiting goiguide.com. That's go, the letter I, guide.com. And now, on to our show. Welcome to Keeping It Real, the largest podcast made by real estate agents and for real estate agents. My name is DJ Paris. I am your guide and host through the show. And today is our monthly series called Closing Time with Chris Lincell from theclose.com. Now, this is a partnership between Keeping It Real and theclose.com. And let me tell you about the close. Now, theclose.com is the kind of real estate website designed to give agents, teams, and brokerages actionable strategic insight from industry professionals. They cover real estate marketing, lead generation, technology, and team building strategies from the perspective of working agents and brokers who want to take their business to the next level. Please visit theclose.com, T8, that's T H E C L O S E. Dot com to see their amazing articles um, and also subscribe to their newsletter so you get notified each time they publish an article. Uh, with us, as always, is Chris Linsell. He is a staff writer and real estate coach for The Close. Chris is The Close's resident expert on real estate topics ranging from marketing, lead gen, transactional best practices, and everything in between. He's a licensed agent in the state of Michigan. Chris has also been part of hundreds of transactions from modest rural starter homes to massive waterside compounds. And when he isn't writing or speaking, uh, you'll find Chris fly fishing or performing on the stage of his community theater's production. Uh, Chris, welcome once again to Keeping It Real. We're excited to have you. DJ, great to be back. Glad to uh, glad to be sitting inside. I don't know if it's cold and snowy where you are, but I'm watching the snow fall outside. It's got me in the mode to talk about real estate, uh, you know, from the comfort of indoors. I'm not really doing any walkthroughs today. We we uh, here we're not too far away from each other. Um, thankfully, it is sunny and relatively warm. 45 degrees uh, Fahrenheit today here in Chicago. So um, do not have the snow yet. So mm. imagine it's it's coming. It's coming. It's coming, buddy. It's coming, and we, buddy. you and I got a chance to meet in person at the National Association of Realtors Conference um, just a few weeks ago in San Diego. And that was very exciting and fun. Oh, man, so much fun. It was great to get to chat with you uh, to to talk shop a little bit, to to uh, just connect as as human beings to, you know, real estate. This is a human being business. So um, always taking an opportunity to to meet uh, a virtual and now in real life friend uh, yeah. uh, who, who's also in the biz here. And uh, man, a lot has happened um, in real estate this year. A lot's already, uh, you know, still happening uh, in real estate this year. Um, so 
you know, a lot was going on at NAR and man, you know, my, my, uh, news feeds are continuing to blow up, uh, right now about big things that are happening in the world that are affecting our industry. And we should also mention, I, Chris did a presentation at mm -hmm. NAR. He was a, one of the featured speakers and he did his five, uh, bold tech predictions for 2022, which was incredible. And the audience uh, seemed to really enjoy it. I know I did. And you had a packed house there. I imagine, um, uh, you will uh, you'll be speaking at NAR, uh, you know, hopefully every year going forward, because it was it was it was controversial at times, but it was really well uh, uh, explained. And I think it's it's a discussion that uh, or, or a lecture, so to speak, um, that really all of our listeners need to hear. Um, and so I believe it, you might still be able to get access to that, uh, that discussion or, or, or that that, um, you know, your your talk, if and I'm not sure if that's still the case uh, with the NAR, but if you look at the NAR 2021 uh, options to hear the recorded, um, you know, sessions, uh, certainly you could do that. But you are also speaking uh, here. Uh, well, I guess by the time this this goes live, uh, it will have already been. But for anyone who is listening now, um, uh, watching us live, um, do you mind sharing where you're going to be speaking? Yeah, you betcha. So I'm going to be at the uh, Triple Play Conference uh, in Atlantic City, fabulous Atlantic City, New Jersey, uh, in in uh, um, this month in December. And uh, there's going to be uh, also some other upcoming things that I can't quite talk about just yet. But those of you out in California, um, uh, keep an eye out for uh, Chris in your professional news feeds. I think we're going to have um, some some big stuff coming up for California specific associations uh, here in a little while. And also, you can always find me on theclose.com. If you're not out in California or if you're not attending an in-person conference, um, I am writing, making videos, uh, starting arguments on social media uh, on a regular basis via the close. So you can always visit me at theclose.com if you just can't get enough. And if you'd like to attend the Triple Play 2021, yeah, that would probably be people who are in the New Jersey area, also New York, Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. um, you know, just go to Realtors, that's Realtors, plural, tripleplay.com, and you can see it's really an impressive um, conference. I, I have not been to it, but it looks really cool. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good time, and and for the first time, the close is actually gonna have a booth on the expo floor. So not only can you uh, you know talk to uh, the weirdest beard in real estate uh, via Chris, <laughs> but you can also talk to all the incredibly smart and thoughtful people on my team that are a, a part of uh, you know making these messages making 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 these messages happen. So um, yeah, if you're in New York, New Jersey, or Pennsylvania, come to Triple Play in Atlantic City. Um, I'd love to chat with you there. Yeah, and you can go do some gambling while you're in, uh, and walk the boardwalk. That's in, right. Uh, that's the famous right. Uh, famous New Jersey boardwalk. Let's um, get on the slot machines. That's right. Wonderful. Well, what what would we like to talk about today? You know, DJ, I've got two things that are really interesting to me that I'd love to chat with you about. Love to get your take on, um, and to to um, just start some conversations on. Uh, the first one is um, it's about supply chain. Now I know that. Um, we've been hearing a lot about supply chain issues in the United States uh, pursuant to, 
you know what you know it's been kind of a crazy last couple of years frankly uh at this point supply chain has been uh, a challenge um you know just getting stuff um into the united states um and other countries frankly in north america um has been a challenge um over the last little bit and you know the real estate industry a lot of folks i think incorrectly assume that the real estate industry is insulated from these challenges but we aren't. And we're starting to see some real-time effects on this. And I'm not just talking about the effects that um, builders and the new construction industry are having. We're, ha- we're seeing some major effects um, in the real estate industry um, relative to things like washers and dryers, yeah. to refrigerators, to the somewhat durable goods that we purchase as often as a part of um, a refinance or home equity loan um, for renovation purposes. And the reason I bring this up is right now, we are kind of at a crossroads for a lot of homeowners who are deciding, okay, I've got more equity in my home than I've ever had before. My home is worth more on the open market. I don't really know if I want to sell it, but what should I do with this equity? Well, for a lot of homeowners, they say, this is going to be the time. I'm going to refinance. I'm going to pull out some equity. I'm going to do a big renovation to get the kitchen or the bathroom or the laundry room of my dreams. Well, because of these supply chain issues, that's getting harder and harder to do. And so you are finding homeowners who are at a crossroads right now saying, I'd like to use my equity to benefit me right now, but with the supply chain issues, I can't get the, I can't even get the appliances, much less the kitchen tile or uh, the flooring or uh, even the paint that I need to do the renovation. So maybe I should sell right now. So these supply chain issues are starting to creep into the residential real estate space and conversations that realtors should be having with their clients need to need to keep this in mind right now. Yeah, I, I know that probably most of our listeners are aware of uh, the statistic and I might not have it exactly perfect, but it was something to the extent of, I think it was in 2020, also in this year that the rising lumber prices, um, I believe like a single family home was on average, it it was costing developers an extra, I believe around $30,000 just in lumber um, that they weren't paying prior to some of the supply chain shortages. So I think we've probably heard heard that, but maybe we're not so much thinking about um, furniture and appliances. And so as an agent, what might you suggest to our listeners to sort of stay on top of it or get in front of that um, to which, which could affect their business? Well, I would say there's two things um, that agents and brokers should be considering right now. The first is, um, and you know what, this is even, this is advice that's relative to folks even outside of the supply chain issue. You should be thinking about this no matter what for your clients. If you have people in your sphere of influence that are homeowners, especially if these are people that you helped purchase the home that they're in. You need to have a almost top of your mind knowledge of the status of their home pretty much at all times. 
And yeah. I know that that gets difficult when you have a really broad client base, when you've got hundreds of people, if you found that level of success, kudos to you. That's great. You might not be able to keep the status of all of your past clients' homes at the top of your mind, but this is when you employ great tools like a CRM to help you keep this knowledge. But the reason I bring this up is as a real estate professional who is serving your clients, you can only best serve them if you have the opportunities presented to them via their home ownership at at the ready to present to them whenever possible. And so I say this to say, listen, if you've got clients who own a home in your market and that client has not reached out to you in the last six to 12 months to say, you know, what's my home worth right now in this crazy market? If they haven't done that, you need to be reaching out to them right now with a complimentary, hey, I was thinking about you CMA and say, this is how much your home is worth on today's market. If you don't want to sell, that's great. But as your agent, you deserve, I, I, I need, I, it's my obligation to be sharing that information with you so you can use that information to better your financial position, your home ownership position. So that's the first piece of advice. I, I want to um, pop, pop in for just a quick yeah. sec. Sorry to, sorry to interrupt no, your please. flow because that, that really spoke to me. And I was thinking about, you know, we, we talk a lot about this is the time of year where agents are going through their, their CRM, looking at their contact list, their sphere and determining, you know, Hey, am I going to send out a holiday card? Am I going to maybe send a holiday gift? What am I going to do to make sure my clients are thinking about me? And one thing that you can add to that, especially if finances are, are tighter, uh, for you as the agent this year, um, hand delivering a CMA, uh, is really, that is really going above and beyond. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I think that would be really pretty well received. Now I think you should announce, Hey, I'm, I'm swinging by. I just wanted to drop something off to let, you know, I was doing some, doing some work on as, as a, as a, well, I think really this speaks to being a fiduciary, mm -hmm. which of course, real estate agents are. Yeah. And this idea of, of saying, you know, I was, I was thinking about your home and I was thinking about its value. And I just thought it would be important for me to drop off this report to, to give you some idea of kind of where we're at. Um, I think that is a great sort of pop by. I know Brian Buffini totally. would, would say you pop by with a cute little gift, but um, this is a free gift. You can, I mean, it's free. It, it's of course takes your time to put mm -hmm. it together, but boy, mm -hmm. I, I would be so impressed if an agent came and dropped that off. Even an agent, I didn't know, 100%. Uh, you know, popped by and said, Hey, I, I don't know if you've looked at your home value. And, and if, you know, if you're only looking on Zillow, you know, that might not be the most accurate representation of what your house is worth, but I, I ran some numbers and I just want you to have this. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think that would, boy, that would be impressive. Uh, you know, I, you're you're bang on on that, and actually, I want to I want to let, let me let me go a level deeper on sure. some advice here on agents. Um, think about what um, the value of a pop by gift, and this is you know no skin off the nose of Brian Buffini. I love his strategies sure. here, um, but popping by with a cute little gift, like what is going to be more valuable to your clients in the long run? Popping by with uh, you know a pumpkin pie for the holidays or popping by with a tool that could end up netting your clients 
tens of thousands of dollars. That's a lot of pumpkin pie here. <laughs> so um, go with the go with the usable tool here. And if you need, if you're feeling nervous about that Popeye, here's an arrow in your quiver that you can use to to knock out those nerves right away. The just about everyone, unless you've been living in a, under a rock with terrible Wi-Fi service, just about everyone has been fought, has heard about Zillow's woes in the market in the last you know the three three months here. This is an opportunity for you to pop by and say, "Listen, the market has just proven that Zillow isn't as good at estimating the value of homes as we thought they were, and certainly not as good as they thought they were." Right. I'm a local expert and I know your home inside and out because we work together to get it for you. I put together this personalized valuation for you, regardless of what you do with this, you deserve to have this because I am your fiduciary. So I work this up. Let me know if there's any questions or anything I can do to help you use this tool. Um, that using that Zillow as a conversation starter um, approach is a great way to break the ice, and it really gets people talking and thinking about how much their home is worth. Great. So, so let's let's kind of get back into the supply chain conversation here. So, um, f- you know, independent of supply chain issues, we should all be having these conversations with our clients about how much their home is worth in the current market whether it's for um, sale purposes, whether it's for financing purposes, or just to be a good fiduciary to have, make sure that your clients are keeping up to date on their investment. So how should we be thinking about this in the context of these supply chain issues? Well, if you go to your clients and you say, listen, your, your home has picked up $40,000 in equity in the last 18 months. Right now, you you have this equity, but you might not have this equity two years from now or even 12 months from now as the markets shift. So what can you do to take advantage of this? One thing you could do is a cheap refinance or an equity cash out home loan, and you could do some renovations. You know, you know your clients. You talk to them uh, about the things that they wanted in their home. Maybe their kitchen wasn't the kitchen that they wanted. They have the cash to do that now if they wanted to do that. On the other hand, they might not have the opportunity to complete that renovation because they might not be able to get the materials necessary to do it. So this can be a vehicle then to have the next conversation, which is, listen, you've got this extra equity. Have you considered if you can't do the um, renovation for one reason or another, should we be looking right now? Should we be looking to um, capitalize on the advantages that your home has acquired over the last 18 months? Is there a better option out there for you? The um, supply chain kind of um, trouble that we're experiencing right now can be a vehicle towards uh, home sales if it's positioned correctly. And of course, all of this conversation happens through the lens of what's best for my clients. You know, this isn't necessarily a drive to get more transactions, but it is a drive to offer your clients options. And one of those options just has to be selling um, if if you're gonna be considering the full picture. And two, I think there, since we had this first wave during um, sort of lockdown where 
employers were starting to allow uh, their employees to work remotely and you had people start to move and start to say, oh, I'm not tethered to this geographic area as I once were. And so I think we had the first wave of people have done that. And and I think now we're, we're probably, if rates continue to, to stay low and 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 if employers tend to, we'll, we'll continue to be flexible around that. Um, I think we'll now have a second wave of people who go, well, you know, yeah, I could, I could sell my home. It's appreciated in value. I could sell my home locally today, but then I'm buying something else in my local area that may have also appreciated mm-hmm. to the same degree. And it, that, that may, it may be a wash, but I'm wondering if, if it's going to prompt people to go, you know, our home here is appreciated. We've been kind of looking for an exit point. And now, um, you know, now we can start to, to look elsewhere in other geographic locations. And I think regardless of what the client decides, telling them, oh, by the way, you have an extra 40,000 or, or whatever it is in as equity um, might be something that they don't know. And that might mm-hmm. prompt them to make these bigger decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, like you were saying, whether it's, you know, just selling and, and staying local or, or maybe going to another, another city, another state. Yeah, yeah 100%, 100%. You know, we have, um, as real estate professionals, we have an obligation to provide our clients with the options that they need in order to make the best decisions for their financial and home ownership well-being. And um, I think a lot of agents, certainly agents that I speak to, they get a little squirrely. I mean, there's almost a shyness that happens because we don't want to feel like we are prodding for a sale. Right. Um, which I think is a natural sure. um, kind of hesitancy. You know, we don't want to feel like we are pushing people into a sale that they're not necessarily interested in or initiating. Um, but that's not what all of this is about. This is about providing information. We have, for better or worse, through our experience, through our licensure, and through our access to market data. We have we we as real estate professionals are the the gatekeepers of a lot of these options, and so simply by providing options to our clients, you are not pushing your clients into anything. You're simply informing them, and we live in a culture in a world now where information is um, is the currency. You want your clients to be rich, so keep providing them with as much information. Let them um, make their own decisions and offer guidance when they ask for it. And I'll just mention one other quick thing. I I was in a a relationship many, many years ago, and this is probably almost 10 years ago now. And I was uh, visiting uh, my partner at the time and she received a packet in the mail and it said, uh, it was from somebody she didn't know as a realtor. And it said something to the effect of, Hey, you might not have known this, but there were three homes sold in uh, a, within a few blocks of you here in, in Chicago within the last three months or something to that effect. And here's what here's they, they're similar to what you currently have very there. She was like a, uh, it was a four flat. And, and they said, here were some units that were similar to yours in, in other four, four flats. And it said, hey, just so you know, I, I looked up your records. It looks like you purchased for about this amount, uh, this amount. I actually think it's worth about this amount without even seeing it. Mm. And if you ever want me to come by and do a more thorough analysis, mm-hmm. boy, I, I would love to do that and introduce yeah. myself. And I went, that is some of the best. That is the best. One of the best mailers I've ever seen. It was personalized. It was mm-hmm. specific. And it mm-hmm. offered immediate value to the homeowner. Mm. And she 
she ended up not participating with it because sure. she she has a good relationship with it with it with her realtor. But I thought, boy, that I would not want my client to get that letter. And no, I'm not a practicing agent, mm-hmm. but if I were, I wouldn't want my client to get that letter. I'd want to be the one sending that letter. Absolutely, absolutely. That's you know, and and that's a great example of um, the sort of uh, you know the service approach to this industry. Yeah. You are not selling; you are serving. And if you can kind of keep that approach um, as the lens that you see your business through, all of a sudden the um, the outreach. Uh, the lead generation, the um, kind of maintaining and nurturing of relationships gets a heck of a lot easier because you're serving people. You're not selling them. I'd love to have a conversation with you sometime about how I think uh, one of the challenges with agents sort of thinking about their business from a consultancy perspective is how they're compensated. And financial advisors did this, which we don't even refer to uh, them as stockbrokers, which is what the title used to be, you know, 20, 30 years ago, because they were paid mostly via commission. And now that whole model for being a, a financial planner is now moved to a uh, you, typically you, you, you charge fees based on the assets under management, typically as a function of a percentage. And you get that annual fee, maybe it's 1%, 2%, whatever that financial advisor may charge. And so they truly are um, really a lifelong consultancy uh, to their client. And I, 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 th- I think one of the, it'd be very interesting to see one day if the real estate industry can, can move away from uh, transactional commissions, um, which I don't know, maybe that that that's not going to happen. But I certainly think that would help agents if they were to be paid a, 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 an annual fee from their client. Um, and I don't know if that's ever going to be possible. But if it were, I, I think that would help facilitate some of this idea of treat treat your client as a consultant, or, yeah. or rather as a consultant relationship, mm-hmm. where you're just giving them information and um, obviously you're not going to get paid until the next transaction happens, but, mm-hmm. but certainly you do get paid in other ways, uh, referrals yeah. and, and, you know, that, so, yeah, it's, it's fascinating. There's a lot of conversation happening right now around alternative commissions models. Uh, I, I too am watching that very closely. Um, well, let's talk about some, some statistics too, that yeah. you, um, I know you've put together, uh, so you're working on an article for the close, um, mm-hmm. about some interesting, cool NAR stats. Yeah. So, um, there's a lot of uh, cool statistics. Uh, like like you said, I'm, I'm working on an update, the 2022 uh, edition of the um, real estate statistics article that I've got on theclose.com. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, let's just, let me just kind of give you kind of some rapid fire, interesting stats. Sure. I'd love to hear your, your take on some of this. So, okay. So um, first stat in 2021, more than 20% of first time home buyers were single females and less than 10% of first time home buyers were single males pretty interesting and you and that uh i believe you said that is basically flip flopped from 20 years ago correct yeah 20 years ago that was almost I and mean, it was orders of magnitude in the other direction it was something like three or four times as many first time home buyers were single males versus single females and you know there's a lot of you can speculate uh till the cows come home about the causes behind this um but you know the the, the fact is um women are uh in the economy the studies show that women are um, better educated than, than men on, on the, on the, on the whole, even more, 
um, something like 65, almost 70% of valedictor high school valedictorians from the last 15 years have been uh, women. Um, more women graduate from college from men, more women graduate from college um, on time than men, more women are entering the workforce at um, above a uh, an, an entry-level position than men. The fact is women have more command over um, their housing choices than they've ever had before. A lot of that is a function of you know the access to information and frankly the the gatekeepers who uh, have decided in a lot for a long time about uh, who gets a mortgage, who doesn't get a mortgage, who gets access to information about homes for sale, who doesn't. All of those gates are coming down right now, and it's you know women are starting to exercise their financial rights, and we're seeing that happening in the homeownership space. Yeah, that's very interesting. I'd always heard uh, uh, sort of the the general stereotype between a married couple, which is the women really make the majority of the buying decisions. And and I I guess there are some statistics to back that up. But it's nice to it's very interesting to see that that single women in particular are Mm -hmm. also um, doing more than single men right now with respect to home ownership. That's that's particularly interesting. And And I I guess, you know, one of the takeaways is if you're an agent that, you know, is thinking, well, uh, you know, this this idea that that women are uh, sort of secondary to, you know, uh, as single people, secondary to those kind of big decisions, whereas, you know, men traditionally dominated the business uh, mm-hmm. you know, business world. And, and of course, thankfully that's now changing and, mm-hmm. and certainly with education, men dominated as well. And, and that's, uh, amazingly changed. Um, and I guess, you know, starting to just realize that, that those single women who may, may or may not at some point develop a partnership and a marriage, mm-hmm. um, are making these kind of decisions. They're not waiting, I guess, yeah. until, and, and men, maybe the men are waiting. I'm not sure what's going on with men, but I guess the, the, the takeaway that I can think of is just make sure you're talking to everybody about home ownership, because 100%. I know the way I learned about it was I Googled it. And, and of mm. course, that's not a gender uh, exclusive sort of situation. Anybody can, can do that. And so that's the only way I, I was renting. And I was too embarrassed to ask somebody if mm-hmm. how home ownership worked. I really didn't understand how loans worked. Um, I just knew I didn't have $350,000 in the bank. And I went, well, I guess I'm not moving into a house. And then I went, oh, maybe there's a different way. And mm-hmm. then I, I, I mean, and I was a smart person and I truthfully yeah. just didn't know I was in my late twenties. Mm-hmm. So I, I think there's a lot of people who are, are very career focused or just busy and aren't, you know, maybe they're renting now and they need to have those conversations, um, with, with a professional or else they're just going to go to Google and learn everything on their own. And then maybe they end up with a discount, uh, brokerage, um, mm-hmm. feeling like I don't really need a realtor. I can, yeah. I've done this all myself. Sure. Well, you know, it's it's interesting. I, I to some degree, I'm not surprised that this is happening in the real estate industry. Another interesting stat: um, women gained another percentage point. A full 65 percent of women um, make up the uh, association membership for the National Association of Realtors now. So, um, it is a industry that is led by women. Um, it makes sense that women are connecting um, more with homeownership opportunities. Uh, frankly, this is um, a long time coming. And um, I, you know, to some degree, 
I'm unqualified to talk about the benefits uh, of of these continued moves uh, in our industry and in our space. Um, and I'm excited to dialogue with those who have um, more firsthand um, knowledge and, and experience in that in that because I, you know, I'll be I'll be honest with you. I'm the daughter, excuse me. I'm the father of two uh, young daughters, and I know I have an acute awareness of wanting to make sure that they have every opportunity in the world, regardless of their gender. And I'm excited to see um, these these shifts continue to happen. And just a quick plug for the Women's Council of Realtors (WCR). Mm-hmm. Uh, they have chapters all over the country and internationally as well. And if you are an agent, you can don't have to be a, a female to be part of the Women's Council of Realtors. But that is an incredibly supportive environment for uh, agents who who are who are women uh, and men too. I guess uh, really, it's not a, a exclusively for women, but. But, you know, I've I always thought when I first heard about women's council, is there a men's council? Uh, mm-hmm. And I don't believe there is. And I and I always said, I maybe women are just smarter and they know they need to support each <laughs> other better than us men. Um, but um, but that is a great organization. Yeah. And they were very they were very, very they were very prominent at the National Association of Realtors as well. So if you're not affiliated with the Women's Council of Realtors, um, boy, get, get involved. It is a great yeah. organization and it will help your business. hundred percent. So, you know, speaking of of um of the statistics on buying another interesting statistic that uh, came out uh, in 2021 is that um generation x has overtaken um baby boomers as the largest cohort of real estate buyers in 2021 more than one out of every four homes in 2021 has been purchased by someone um in the gen x um uh, cohort, which is, I believe that the, the, the cutoff is like, like early seven born early seventies to, or excuse me, late sixties to early eighties, something like yeah. that. I don't remember the exact years, yeah. um, but you know, those ba- baby boomer generation has dominated this, uh, space for a long time. Gen Xers are here. Um, people in their, um, forties and fifties, uh, right now are making more real estate purchases than any other group. I mean, n- more than one out of four homes. I mean, that's a that's a massive percentage. It is. And also remember too, uh, for our listeners that Gen X, I'm, I'm in the Gen X category, mm-hmm. um, also have uh, parents who are likely either retiring or near, possibly nearing retirement mm-hmm. and are also might be considering a retirement move. So I think there's a lot of opportunity here to focus on the Gen X uh, client and really develop that relationship and then find out what's going on with, with their parents. Yeah. Uh, if, if their parents are of course still, still around because boy, there's a lot of movement on, uh, the baby boomers are, 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 are they're, they're, you know, they're sunsetting, uh, now. 100%. So, yeah. yeah, actually that reminds me of another statistic in 2021, 11% of homes purchased had some form of multi-generational, um, ownership in mind that this means having uh aging parents move back in this means having children over who are over the age of 18 uh living with them um more than one out of every 10 homes had some sort of multi-generational um 
uh, dynamic to it. So, you know, this is certainly something that we are seeing is not going to go away. Uh, in fact, it's I, I would uh, bet that in 2022, that statistic is going to be even higher, as you mentioned, as baby boomers are making decisions about, um, you know, where where they will be living and these families are making decisions about, you know, who, who's going to be, uh, you know, the, the homeowners, who's going to be um, staying with whom, you know, these are all decisions that are going to happen on mass pretty soon. I bet you that 11% number is going to be closer to 14% uh, or even 15% uh, at the end of 2022. Yeah, that, it makes sense. It's, it's a great opportunity to have the conversation with your client uh, about their family, because since so many uh, homes uh, stay in the family or transferred mm -hmm. or the wealth may, may be transferred. Um, this is a great opportunity to really get a deeper connection to the overall yep. family structure and to also possibly get introductions to the financial advisors mm -hmm. for those families, because they are the ones that that maybe uh, really have a, a full understanding of all all of the uh, of the total net worth. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. if you as an agent can say, you know, I would love the opportunity to talk to your family's financial planner and say, here's where I can provide value to you, Mr. or Mrs. Financial Planner mm -hmm. for the Smith family, mm -hmm. where I can be sending you regular, um, you know, CMAs about the, the homes that this family, I mean, that, that is a tremendous opportunity. Yeah. I know I used to be a financial advisor. I never once had a real estate professional call me and say, mm -hmm. Hey, I want to be part of the process here, uh, yeah. for this family that you're, you're helping with their investments. Yeah. So it, it, you make great points here. And, and the, my last one, this is a quick one, but, but potent here, um, in 2021, um, uh, a reported 3% of home purchases were made by 3% um, of the home purchases made were made by active duty military members. And the reason I bring this up is 3% um, might not seem like a lot. In fact, I mean, I guess relative it isn't, but what it does bring up is the absolute power of um, VA loans and yes. uh, and the the positioning of uh, VA um, you know Veterans Affairs uh, for for loans for both active and retired military folks. Um, these are extraordinarily powerful loan types, and I can tell you from personal experience, um, realtors who offer some sort of specialization in VA uh, loans. Um, you know, there's really not much to do other than to know how the dynamic of that loan product works and to have a specific connection with a mortgage broker who provides that service. Um, you can become a referral source that is going to net you a ton of business and it's going to offer you a chance to serve a community that really deserves um, to have uh, some dedicated service uh, provided to it. Um, you know, that 3% of home buyers, that number could be higher. So, um, real estate agents, um, if you've got uh, a military presence uh, in, in your community, um, you know, be thoughtful about, you know, how you can service those folks by being um, a thoughtful member of that process. Yeah. Talk to the, talk to lenders that specialize in, uh -huh. in those types of loans, get enough information to be able to have uh, a brief intro conversation. And then of course, um, you know, that, that's certainly uh, the, like, like you are fond of saying, the more arrows you have in your quiver, um, mm -hmm. you know, likely the, the, the better off you'll be with, with, uh, with all of your, your clients. So, um, this is a great, great place to wrap up. Chris and I could end up, we could end up talking for another hour, but, uh, Chris is busy on the speaking circuit and also the writing circuit. Uh, Chris, uh, writes for the um, 
And uh, very quickly, Chris, um, can you just tell us, give us a little plug for the uh, the close. Yeah, come, come, uh, you know, not, not much to plug here. The close speaks for itself. Go visit us at www.theclose.com. You'll check out, you'll see there, you'll see um, hundreds of uh, fantastic uh, articles, uh, links to our uh, social media, including our YouTube, our Facebook group. Um, and if you want to take uh, your your clothes readership to the next level, consider the Clothes Pro. It's our premium membership. Um, 35 bucks a month gets you access to uh, next level strategy guides, um, really awesome courses, coaching, uh, the whole works. Uh, it's it's a, a pretty fantastic um, community. We serve real estate agents, teams, and brokers. And if you want to level up your real estate business, come check it out. The Yeah. Everyone go visit the They have the best articles for helping you build your business. And uh, 95% of maybe 98% of it is totally free. And it's it's just exceptional writing. Um, so everyone go visit the Chris, as always, thank you. We will see you in December. Uh, although by the time this is released, it'll will be in December, but we will see you again in December for yeah. our year wrap up. Um, so everyone, uh, on behalf of our, our listeners, thank you, Chris, for your time. Um, and on behalf of Chris and myself, thank you to everyone listening. Please tell a friend about our show and we will see you next time. Thanks, everybody.